Uh, gracious hello to you all. This is uh, the Tulsa World Scene Podcastrophe um, or something like that. Uh, I'm here with my uh, lovely and talented colleagues, Grace Wood and Jimmy Trammell, to discuss some of the things that will be coming up in uh, the Tulsa World uh, Scene section, available at Find New Sellers Everywhere and online at TulsaWorld.com. Um, it is football season, as we all know, and while we normally don't uh, stray too far into, into sports, for those of you who uh, have been visiting the Tulsa World website for the past couple of days, you've been uh, seeing chapters from uh, the book Switzer, the Player's Coach, uh, written by um, the lovely and talented Jimmy Trammell. Uh, w when, did, when did that book originally come out? Was that 2017, 2018? That book came out in 2014. 2014. And the, I was still in the sports department at the time before coming to entertainment. And the bosses pitched me this thing like, well, you can, this summer you can uh, every day try to come up with something to write about when there are no games, or you can write the, a book about Barry Switzer. And I said, I'll take the book. Uh, but the, Obviously, Barry Switzer wrote a great book, not a good book, a great book in The Bootlicker's Boy. So only a fool would then try to write another book about the same guy. So that tells you who you're dealing with. But we are, the Tulsa World is publishing the book now in installments, serializing the book uh, every Wednesday. Uh, it debuted last Wednesday, chapter one, chapter two about Crossed Arkansas, where Switzer was raised, came out today. And this will continue every Wednesday for until we run out of chapters, I guess, over over the uh, course of the book. Well, how many how, how many how many chapters do we do we have? I hope you're not uh, superstitious, but I think there are thirteen okay. chapters involved. That's uh, bad luck to talk about that. Yeah. But <laughs> so, what, what, um, had had you covered? Oh, I, I know you covered a lot of things in in sports. Was OU football one of your uh, focus is one of your main beats, or was this kind of a, a new territory for you? Well, it was interesting when I first came to the Tulsa World, there, we didn't have beats where you get assigned to one team and you cover it the entire season. Instead, uh, Mr. Connors, Bill Connors, the sports editor, preferred that uh, everyone share the responsibilities on OU, OSU, Tulsa, Arkansas, who we covered at the time, and Oral Roberts and basketball. And one week you'd cover OU, the next week you'd cover OSU, or and then TU, and then Arkansas, and so on and so forth. And it was kind of fun from a variety standpoint, but uh, from a getting to know people better, a, a beat system is obviously uh, much better. So, yeah, but long story short, I covered some Oklahoma after Coach Switzer had moved on, uh, and then some of the other schools – and a, a couple, Bill Haston was our primary Dallas Cowboy rider when Barry Switzer was with the Cowboys, but I, I had a game or two here or there. Okay. All right. Well, um, uh, well, I had a great question and just flew out of my mind as it always does. So <laughs> have you any questions for, uh, for, for, for Jimmy about, uh, about, about his book, uh, Grace? Yeah, I'm curious because I know you interviewed like a ton of different people for it. So how long did it take you to write it? It was it was a rush job. I had a, a really tight deadline. And like I said, it was basically one summer that I had to do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously Switzer told his own story from his own perspective. 
So I went the other way and just interviewed his, a lot of people who I thought knew him really well, uh, you know, childhood friends, his former players, and, the, and then the book kind of uh, took its own course. I've never read the book since I wrote it because you all know, being in the business, if, if you write something and then read it with fresh eyes down the road, all you can see is, here's what I should have done different. Here's what I should have wrote this. Oh, I can't believe I did that. So uh, other, other people are sending me kind emails now that they're serializing this, but if I read it, it'll just be torture. So I'm not going to read it. Okay. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Yeah. We, you know, all, all, all we see are the things that we we did wrong. Hundred percent. And 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 if we don't see them, then there's going to be somebody who will let us know <laughs> they saw them, and 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 not let us forget forget about it at all. So in the course in the course of of doing the book, did you deliberately choose? not to talk to Barry Switzer or was he just not making himself available? He, he made himself available from the standpoint of, uh, Hey, when you get it all done, uh, ship it my way. And if there's anything like that's blatantly incorrect, I'll tell you, I'll give you a heads up that that didn't really happen that way. And this did. So he had input in the book, but, but it was not a first person uh, told in his view book. Okay. What, what, did, what did he say after you sent it to him for him to fact check it? He, he did find a couple of things and had good recommendations on, uh, hey, you, know, you, you might check this. This didn't happen uh, that way. And uh, I, I think he was really pleased with the book. It has a ton of photos from his youth, uh, from his various stages of his career, of his childhood friends and everything else. So he, he, uh, he typically has a stash at his home to sign and give to people as gifts. So I, he's not displeased with the book. Well, that's, that's, that, that's, that, that, that's good to hear. It's, it's, it, you know, cause I, 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 I'm sure he's, he, he's used to hatchet jobs of all sorts. So it's a good thing that it's nice that, that that was not that I think you would be the sort of person to do that kind of a book, but, uh, um, glad, glad, glad that he was pleased with as much pleased with it, even if you don't think you would be if you read it again. He's, he's been very kind about it. All right. Well, great. Well, um, we'll move on from football to um, dangers lurking in your house. Even <laughs> as we speak, there may be something in your house mm. that is deadly to Fido or Puff the Cat and Grace is here to save you from these terrible things. That was quite an introduction. <laughs> um, my and, I know, and I know you'll live up to it. Oh, thank you. Um, but yeah, my story was just kind of inspired by a friend of mine whose cat, Pepper, um, recently got into some of her houseplants and got sick. So after hearing about that, I realized like, this is a topic I don't really know much about, and I'm curious, so I bet like a lot of other people are too. Um, so my story is just kind of talking about some of the most common house plants and flowers and like other things you might have around your home that can be toxic to dogs and cats. So I interviewed a local veterinarian named Corinne Kapler, and she was able to give me just a lot of knowledge about things that are harmful for our pets. Um, Lilies in particular are very harmful for cats, which I didn't actually know about. Um, even just their pollen from the lily flower can cause kidney failure. So people really should be extra careful about that. So that was an interesting thing I'd never heard before. 
And then I asked her what the most common thing she sees in her veterinary offices. And she told me that by and large, it's marijuana. <laughs> she said she gets two to three cases every night of a dog accidentally ingesting their owner's marijuana. She's an emergency veterinarian, by the way. I didn't mention that. Um, so she gave me some tips for what to do if your dog accidentally drinks the bong water <laughs> or something like that. And just a lot of other knowledge that everyone can read in this Saturday's Tulsa world. <laughs> why, why do I have this vision of a dog laying on its back going, don't harsh my buzz, man. <laughs> <laughs> don't kill my vibe, man. <laughs> it is, it is, it is, it is, it is, it is to me amazing how many businesses uh, have, there are around town uh, I was that specialize in this particular herb. <laughs> I, uh, the, I was driving down uh, Yale Monday night and saw that uh, a chain restaurant called Qdova had suddenly closed but plastered across the front, soon to be a new dispensary of, of, of little green things. And you, you, you gotta wonder, you know, how, how bad are things, how high do we need to be to get through life in Tulsa, Oklahoma? <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's really a, a well, it, it just makes you, sort of want to sit back and go, wow, man. What what Grace said is fascinating. I never would have considered that being a side effect of the of the medical in Oklahoma is that it's not so it's not so great medically for the pets, you know, if they happen to uh you know I, I got a Venus flytrap. My pets keep disappearing. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> yeah, whatever happened to my pet fly buzz? Um, <laughs> Well, I, I've I've heard, I've always heard that uh, poinsettias are keep 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 animals away from those that that can be hmm. uh, toxic, but I'm not I'm not quite sure. But uh, now, when we say it, it, it's not good for for the cats and dogs to indulge in 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 things cannabis, uh, is it? Is it potentially fatal or do they just get really mellow? Um, she said that it just kind of depends on how much they ingest. Um, she said like a good litmus test is like just watching your dog's movement. Like if they can kind of walk around okay, but they're a little bit slow, you can probably just monitor them at home. But if they're having a really hard time walking and are like super lethargic, then she recommends taking them into your local vet and just going for an overnight stay just so they can like give them some fluids and like monitor their heartbeat and stuff. So it's kind of up to the owners to kind of see what's going on with each dog. Snoop dog, obviously immune, you know. Now that we, that we went down this uh, garden trail, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just hoping that, you know, people understand that we are not at all recommending people experiment with, cannabis plants on their pets that's just wrong don't do it it's not cool man don't do that i mean <laughs> I, I i i once had two cats and i've seen cats high on catnip 
And that's something to watch. But anyway, <laughs> but that's just me. Well, um, let's see. Let's, where can we go from here? Well, speaking of speaking of of of, of, of herbs, because they show up in cooking a lot, um, there is we'll be doing a, um, a a review soon of a new place at 71st in Yale. Uh, it is the only Oklahoma location of a chain called Pizza Twist. And what the twist is, is that it is, uh, they have your conventional pizzas like you expect with, you know, pepperoni and the Supreme and all that. But they also have an entire line of Indian pizzas. Uh, Indian as in subcontent, India, uh, Indian, uh, like uh, chicken tikka masala pizza. Um, there was one, uh, Achara Gobi. Uh, Gobi are little balls made from cauliflower. Um, oh, yeah, and, and it's surprisingly good and 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 much of it is vegetarian. So if if people are are into um, uh, plants other than the ones we were talking about, keeping away from your pets, <laughs> um, this might be a, a place to check out. So, um, and that we'll have that coming up a little bit later. Um, there's no way to tie into this, but. Um, <laughs> I believe you're going to be, Jimmy, taking a slight look back at Elm Street. Yeah, and looking ahead. I mean, I was really pleased to get Heather Langenkamp, a Tulsa born and raised actress, on the phone for a new project. Heather is obviously best known for being the heroine, Nancy Thompson, in A Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, you know, like I said, was born and raised in Tulsa, went to Holland Hall. Uh, seventh and eighth grade, then went to Washington, D.C. for high school, came back, started her career as an extra in The Outsiders. So, uh, and then was in Rumblefish, got her SAG card. But uh, she's thrilled, and I'm thrilled for her, that she's in a new Netflix series called The Midnight Club. It comes out October 7th on Netflix. Uh, she's really pleased with the role, uh, with the, the project, everything about it. Uh, so she's can't wait for people to see this, but we'll have to wait, obviously. We've got a story on that, uh, on her and the Midnight Club in this Sunday's Tulsa world. Is this, um, given the name, is, is this a, uh, another horror type project or is, is, is it something? It is. The, the premise is uh, she is the uh, owner and the doctor of a hospice for youths. Uh, and these youths sneak out of their room at midnight to get together and tell spooky stories. And each one of these spooky stories becomes kind of a story in itself where, where maybe Heather's not just playing the owner of the uh, facility, but she also has this other role in this kid's spooky story. So it's, she said it's almost like repertory where you get to do so many different things. And she's really, really jazzed about it. Okay, great. That sounds uh, I, she was. She's got to be 
in her fifties now. I would I would imagine. I don't I don't know. Well, forever twenty nine. Sorry, twenty nine. Okay, <laughs> I know about that. Well, the, the reason I bring that up is another thing that we'll have Sunday is an interview with a woman named Carol Montgomery. Um, that if you are um, uh, deep into the world of stand up, her name may be uh, familiar, but she is the creator of a series of TV specials called Funny Women of a Certain Age. Hmm. Um, and it is a, she, it, they were, she, there's, there, they, they've been three of them on Showtime, uh, the network. And the first one was, came out in 2019. And it was the very first television comedy special that featured only women over the age of 50. Um, and they've had, they, the, the, the TV specials have included uh, some people that you wouldn't associate with stand-up, like uh, Fran Drescher from mm -hmm. Nanny and uh, Terry Hatcher from, uh, was it Lois and Clark and um, Mermaid of the Love Boat? Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, um, she had Desperate House. Was she the one in Desperate House? Was, yeah. So, but, uh, and I've seen her in uh, like a talk show, talk show setting and, and she's got a wicked sense of humor. Um, the, they're now doing a, a, a live tour and Carol, along with uh, uh, Caroline Ray, uh, who was in Sabrina the Teenage Witch and uh, is a multi-award winning stand-up. Uh, Thea Vidale, who had her own show in the early 2000s. And then a uh, up-and-coming comic named Missy Hill. They'll be performing at the Tulsa PAC uh, Friday, September uh, 9th. So you might want to check that out. And we'll also have a preview of uh, Tulsa Ballet's creations in Studio K and uh, uh, interview with the new artistic director of Tulsa Opera and some of the changes that are coming uh, for that company this season. Um, well, we've, we've, we've made that made it through yet another uh, afternoon of, of, of chatting. And uh, I don't know about you all, but I think I've got the munchies. Um, <laughs> so we'll just probably, we, 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 will, we will at this point draw a veil, gentle reader uh, and listener on what we do. Uh, thank you for uh, listening to us. You can find this and other uh, Tulsa World podcasts on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you may pluck your pods off the interwebs. We thank you for taking the time to be with us, and we will gladly see you later. Behave. Bye.